0: to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Proger-Ritchie, here on the Mad Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, i cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Yeah. Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And hey, welcome back, everybody, to another edition here of the My Steel Podcast. And, of course, yours truly, Charles Pardis, Richie right now. We are uh, coming live right now, Game ray in the offseason, uh, continuing on right now, uh, Game ray for a lot of stuff here to unfold. Uh as it's been anticipated right now, the Steelers this year in the 2022 season, supposed to be uh free will a lot of camp space going this offseason, uh, and which was announced a few days ago by Dale Lally, as we uh found out on uh Twitter not too long ago It's the salary camp uh, this year for all teams uh going into it uh this year is going to be set at $208.2 million. That was announced two days ago on Monday, uh, which was uh, during the day. I forgot to mention that uh, when I was doing it. But anyway, uh, the biggest names that uh, Steelers fans are uh, keeping their fingers crossed, not really too realistic, but I thought one of the two maybe uh, could work something out. But at the same time, it didn't really seem like it had much of a fair shot. We're talking, of course, about the quarterback carousel going on in the league right now is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he is announced that he is staying on with the Green Bay uh, Packers. He's be excited to be back for the 18th uh, season. It was initially reported by Ian Rapoport of NFL Network, uh, where he signed a four-year extension uh, for $200 million uh, with $153 million Guarantee where he was going to get a lot of that money up front. Uh, He did uh, comment uh, later on, uh, which Pat McAfee caught hold of uh, during his show on the Pat McAfee Show. As you know, him and Aaron Rodgers have been a very close relationship as far as guests and uh, keeping in touch on off the field. Uh, He's Aaron Rodgers said that he wanted to clarify that yes, I will be playing with the Packers next year. However, reports about me signing a contract are inaccurate as. Are the supposed terms of the contract I signed. I'm very excited to be back uh, for year number 18. And of course, you got Russell Wilson right now going over to the Denver uh, Broncos right now. Broncos are sending Andrew Luck, uh, tight end Noah Fott, uh defensive end Shelby Harris, along with the 2022 Knife and 2023 first-round picks. In addition with uh, two second-round picks uh, for the 2022 for this year, which before be four if overall, and then a 2023 second-round pick, along with a 2022 fifth-round selection to acquire Russell Wilson and a fourth-round pick. Now, uh, there was another report out there, too, that the Washington Commanders now, too, as mentioned uh, by Jim Rome on his show uh, yesterday, Washington Commanders were willing to send at least three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. Now, remember, uh, a year ago, I mean, with Russell Wilson, more in par- particular, we heard this around the Super Bowl, uh, mind you. The reports uh, came out, and I did this on the pregame show a year ago uh, when the Bucks were set to host the Chiefs for Super Bowl Fifty-five, uh, right there. And if you may recall. Seahawks were receiving calls about a possible trade for Russell Wilson at that moment in time. Uh, there seemed to be uh, a little bit of frustration, possibly with the play calling uh, going on right there as far as with the offense corner uh, with Russell Wilson at that time. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, and then M. P. Carroll's relationship little by little started to sour a little bit. I mean, they still managed to make it work for one more playoff run last season where they got bounced out by the eventual Super Bowl champions the following season in the Los Angeles Rams. But I mean let, let's be honest right now, the aura of the Seattle Seahawks right now has been uh, coming to an end for quite some time right now. And you look at uh, who's uh, basically uh, left right now. Uh, and don't forget, too, uh, speaking of the former Seattle Seahawks, including the league of Boom right there, he also had a former uh, defensive captain, uh, Bobby Wagner, as he was released uh, earlier today. Uh, Gerald John Matt, I mean John Snyder, said in a statement that this is an extremely difficult day for the organization. According to Snyder, uh, Bobby has been the center of our defense for the past ten seasons and always represented our organization with class. He is a special player and person. We are forever grateful. Bobby will always be a hawk right there. I mean, so you, you think about, like, the CLC Hawks. who have been slowly but surely, the dominoes have been falling. Ever since that Super Bowl loss to the New England Patriots, there were still playoff relevancy, I mean, from that moment in time right there, where they still managed to whip up at least, I mean, uh, from that point on, five more playoff appearances right there. I mean, ever since, I mean, that playoff appearance right there, and where they had to go, I mean, I mean they were about three and five. I want to say uh, since uh, that time. I mean, the Seahawks overall, I mean, collectively since 2011, they have been nine and seven under the Pete Carroll era, right there. Uh, if you think about, it, well, actually, no, let me take that back. Uh, more like ten and eight. I mean, if you count 2010. Uh, and that was even before Russell Wilson right there, too. So you really start to, like, wonder how much the time taking down for a guy like Pete Carroll right now. Uh, making it clear, I mean, pretty much with these moves, it's going into a full rebuild uh, for the 12th man over there in Seattle right there. I mean, Seattle Seahawks, I mean, you got to believe right now it's uh, Pete Carroll's turn right now. I mean, look at Bill Belichick a couple of seasons ago when Tom Brady – I mean, left New England to go sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Denver Broncos, I must admit, I mean, they've been uh, waiting for a quarterback for quite some time. They've been in quarterback hell, I mean, for the last few times. I mean, trying with guys like uh, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, it was just not cutting the mustard, quite frankly. Dever does have a pretty uh, stallion defense. I mean, when you look at it, I mean, for the most part, I still think it was very suspicious how they started off last year. I think they had, like, about a 3-0 start. I mean, when you looked at it, too, I mean, other than head coach Vic Fangio, who was the recent uh, head coach, I mean, for the Broncos right there, they still managed to finish the season eighth overall in total defense right there. And also, uh, too, I mean, for the most part, when you look at everything, what they were able to do, I mean – the Broncos, they were eighth in uh, pass defense. And as far as, like, uh, what else we can look at from right there, I mean, they got some pretty decent players right there, too. Now, I remind you, too, I mean, Von Miller right there, who went and got traded to the L.A. Rams, who helped contribute to the Super Bowl right there, there's still a little speculation right now as, as he might be back, possibly with the Denver Broncos. So, all this uh, stuff right here, was this me for the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, right now with these two quarterback moves? Uh, Honestly, I'm not sure if they're going to get someone cheap right now. I think more or less until they get to the draft, we're going to probably be looking at Mason Rudolph as a starter going into next season, the way it's shaping up. I mean, I hear the Trubisky train uh, being uh, highly praised by uh, Joe Starkey, a 937 fan, a lot they still feel like that's more of a cheaper option right there. Even offense, former offense core there, Todd Haley, uh, who occasionally calls in on the Cooking and show, and there was an interview right after the Steelers' file home game during the regular season, Ben Rossberg's file home game as a Steeler, that he felt like a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who was under the Buffalo Bills, learned other dabble, I mean, basically, he, he basically believes that he learned a lot behind Josh Allen and that he was not properly used with the Chicago Bears. I mean, he, they quite a few people actually you believe, believe be he with well. the Steelers. I'm not so sure about that, to be honest with you. I mean, and the, the only reason why I, I hesitate, how can you trust the play calling right there? Uh, For the moment, I mean, you're going to have to arguably, like I said, you're going to have to go after and address some free agency needs right now, if you can, with some linemen going up over here, I mean, for the most part. And I'd really be interested to see what they do right now, because quite frankly, I mean, the Steelers right now, kind of running out of excuses right now, I mean, if you ask me. I mean, more than likely, we heard Mark Bali say they're they're going to more than likely try to do some restructures try and push their cap space up to uh, possibly as high as like $90 million. They currently sit at $28.8 million in cap space right now. And that is the eighth most in the league. Uh, They're right behind the ASU champion, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Still having a hard time getting used to that one, no disrespect. But I mean, uh, deservedly so. I mean, making a Super Bowl run, despite coming up short, but still... I mean, this is something you got to be encouraged for right now. I mean, the only problem I continue to hesitate with this team right now, like I always said, I just don't want to be seeing quarterbacks. If they're going to get quarterbacks, I feel like we're going to like a junkyard once in a while. When it comes to like former first-round quarterbacks, guys who have been in the league for a while. I mean, this is always going to be the Steelers' model for a long time. And – I'm going to get into this towards the end of the show, but I want you to think about this before I get into this towards the end. And I know a lot of you guys uh, have heard it, especially uh, Steeler Nation, ladies and gentlemen. Has the Steelers as an organization been losing the touch? Has the Steeler way gone uh, stagnant as of late? Has it lost its grip? I mean, per- I mean, depending on how, how many ways you want to look at that, I mean, you could look at, like, there's still playoff relevancy. I get that. I mean, they still want to be in it to win it and compete. They're never going to, like, uh, do anything to uh, tank just to satisfy game for top uh, prospects. And, of course, I mean, that's always Mike Tomlin's pride, too. I don't blame her for having that. But, I mean, a lot of it, too. You can also look at the other side of that, too. Even when the Steelers did have miserable seasons – how did they actually get guys like, where it's like an Andy Russell, a mean Joe Green? I mean, Mel Blunt, Terry Bradshaw, Franco Harris, Lynn Swan, Mike Webster. Now, granted, I mean, don't forget those names right there, too. I mean, when you look at, I mean, you could cut off right there, like probably with uh, Franco Harris in the 72 draft. But then, like in 74, they started to add to that once they started uh, having their first uh, playoff win since the Immaculate Reception, which uh, Jack Lambert came a few seasons after. I mean, uh, him able to win a Super Bowl in his rookie year. And you look at it from right then on, it's just the only question where it gets frustrating, I think, as fans and people looking at them from a national perspective, is that, the, the game has changed a lot. And I think where the frustrating thing gets into it, too, is that the Steelers, they did have the offense once upon a time. Now, granted, it was due to some characters on here. I mean, either way, I mean, if you want to just, like, shut out the noise with the annex, they had to go on through with guys like Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown. I mean, probably more so Antonio Brown than Le'Veon Bell. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, we all understand – It was a contract dispute. He was trying to get the most guaranteed money, try to set the market and do what's best for him and his family, as well as his career, as far as the market of running backs. I mean, at that point, I mean, he definitely viewed himself as dual threat. And I don't blame him for still thinking that, but at the same time too, I think, like I said, the Steelers did have that talent right there. And what do the Steelers have to show During the Killer B era, where they finally had that talent, I mean, together, I mean, when you truly look at it and break it down, I mean, they went three and four during that time, three and four, I mean, they made it as far as the AFC Championship game. I mean, they should have been there uh, a few times. You can probably argue. I mean, aside from the 2016 run, that 2015 run could have been just uh, as much of a run right there, if not for key injuries during that season, right there. Now, don't forget, Le'Veon Bell. Right now, I mean, his injury. I mean, thank God they had D'Angelo Williams, who opened solidly uh, for Le'Veon Bell's backup. I mean, for a few seasons there. I mean, you look at what he was able to contribute. And my God, I mean, he was. Freaking uh, a piece that was a welcome addition to the Steelers organization at that time. Don't forget, I mean, his last season with the Steelers, that was his final season of his NFL career, was 2016. But still, 2015, he had 907 yards rushing. I mean, and also 367 yards receiving. And where he had 1,274 yards of scrimmage that year, which was pretty impressive right there. And he did that at the age of 32 years old right there. I mean, people want to still debate and about how NFL organizations utilize running backs. They don't have much of a lifespan. But again, I mean, the Steelers, that was another example right there. I would point to, if you want to look at well, yeah, they don't sign the big names. They usually get a lot of these guys towards the end of their careers. But a guy like D'Angelo Williams – As a backup running back to a guy like Le'Veon Bell, who was all-world talent right there, who could catch, block as well as run the ball, that he was supposed to do. I mean, that's an example. It could still be done. The only problem is, how long are you going to have to wait for this right now? On this group right now, when you still got guys, I mean, still hanging around in a camp, a Cam Hayward, you got T.J. Watt. I mean, he's been taken care of. I mean, he's going to still be here for a few more seasons. Will he possibly be a training block? in the next season or two, if they really want to get some draft compensation or possibly get a top talent offensive player or defense, more or less a quarterback. I mean, this is stuff we got to think about right now, and I think this is the realities of a guy uh, like Ben Rosberger right now. I mean, who has been – I mean, continues reminds right now – and, you know, I got my one uh, good friend on here, uh, Terrell Barnes, uh, on here right now, Malik Willis, at 20. I- I'm definitely liking that one, too. I see right now Malik Willis. I'm gonna still say offensive line, but right now, if he's able to hang around, I'll tell you what, uh, Terrell, I will say this. For Malik Willis to possibly be with the Steelers, maybe yellow and can't pick it. I like the fact that the Denver Broncos got Russell Willis right now. This I mean, for the most part, they pretty much, like, kill their chances of getting a quarterback in this year's uh, draft right now as uh, we look at it. Because when you look at the draft right now, and other teams who are going to be looking at quarterback needs as we uh, get into it right now, I mean, the Lions, you may still have to question right now. I mean, yeah, you got Jared Goff, but I mean, you still got to figure out someone for him. Houston Texans are probably looking for one. To, I mean, probably what happens with the Sean uh, Watson and his going-to-women uh, allegation right there. And then the Giants, too. I mean, that's another one. Uh, speaking of Mitch Trubisky right there, that's another spot that many people are probably anticipating him to go to is probably as a New York Giant, if not a Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, for right now, I mean, it's going to be pretty interesting right now. You also got the commanders right now. I mean, you got Carson Wentz. I think they're pretty settled for right now. Maybe the Seahawks. I don't know. Uh, Drew Locke, I'm not sure if that screams excitement for me right now. I mean, listen, I mean, when you got like what Seahawks uh, got in return uh, for Russell Wilson's uh, services, just to break down once again what the Seahawks received in exchange for Russell Wilson, uh, they got quarterback Drew Lock along with tight end Noah Font, defensive end Shelby Harris along with this year's ninth overall pick uh, and uh, next year's first round, along with two second-round picks, uh, the 40th overall pick in the second round, and next year's uh, second-round pick in 2023, and a fifth-round pick right there. So, I mean, they're pretty set right there uh, when you think about it. I mean, ninth overall, that's still a pretty reasonable grand because I'll be honest you, Drew Locke, I'm going to want someone that's going to give him quarterback competition when you move on from a guy who is a big-time franchise player for the organization and Russell Wilson. I, I think for right now, uh, and definitely, yeah, I think training for Watts, it definitely helps. But as far as the Seattle side, Terrell, where I'm, I'm just looking at, I still would not hesitate to put past Seahawks if they decide to go a top-office talent, maybe a quarterback, I mean, let's be honest. Drew Lock did not have uh, most success there in Denver. Yeah, I really think uh, Pete Carroll, he's got some answers uh, to try and and miracles to try and work out here in the next coming seasons. I think Pete Carroll is still a phenomenal coach right now, but going forward, when you look at this, I mean, this definitely sets a tone for right now, and I I will say. I also got one guy here I want to give a shout-out to – shy, uh, trainer, uh, Rob, who, uh, joined here a few moments ago, uh, towards the beginning of this, uh, podcast, uh, send your, uh, I want everybody feel free to send special prayers and to him, uh, having uh, something going on with his family, his sister. Uh, just want to let you know, my man, thank you for all the support, but I want to just let you know, keeping, uh, love, thoughts, and prayers uh, for what you and everyone's uh, going through right now. Uh, just hope, uh, continue the wonderful progress going on. Thank you very much for hopping on, by the way. I want to keep you in thoughts and prayers. Uh, but anyway, uh, real quickly, I mean, what other quarterbacks would you look at, too? Because I tell you what, too, let's not forget in this, I, and I like Malik Willis. I think Malik Willis, I see a little bit of Lamar Jackson in him a little bit, uh, somewhat. But uh, to be honest with you, too, I mean, if we're looking at also a guy too in this year's draft, when you look at another quarterback, I would point to, uh, I mean, who a lot of people seem to like, according to like uh at the combine or uh talent relations, whatever want, player personnel, excuse me, they say Matt Coral is probably like the better pu- pure pocket passer. I mean, that all sounds like similar to what we heard about Matt Jones of Alabama. I mean, this guy's throw for 8,231 yards. We has 67% of his passes right here. I mean, as compared to him and Malik Willis, he's better than those two guys. I mean, he's got at least the top completion percentage out of the top five uh, quarterbacks going into this year's uh, draft right here, too. Another one I would also point to, uh, that might be uh, decent for the Steelers. Uh, I would also look at uh, Sam Howell of North Carolina right here. And the reason why I like this guy a lot, I mean, think about this. He does a phenomenal job of taking care of the football. I mean, you talk about Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not pointing him on an Aaron Rodgers pedestal, but what's always like said about Aaron Rodgers, like with his ability to not only really swing the football, but his touchdown and reception ratio. He has in his college career – 92 touchdowns to 23 picks with his most impressive uh, touchdown reception ratio came in his freshman season. Uh, 38 touchdowns the to seven interceptions right there. Uh, that guy right there, I mean, uh, who might be an interesting one to look out for. I would also take a look at him right there, uh, Sam Howell. I mean, so you got probably about opportunities, but to be honest, right now, when we look at things, I mean, will any of these quarterbacks? still be available. I think they, it, it's still looking good for right now, but like I said, I think the Seahawks, they still might run and I would still watch out for the Lions, the Texans, uh, uh, and I would also say the Seahawks and maybe the Browns, shoot. I mean, no offense. Baker Mayfield does not sound like it's going to be a problem, that so he's going to be returning with the Browns. I, I don't think. I mean, remember that lot of serious discussions about him right now, and do I dare say, do we add Baltimore Ravens in the mix? I don't know. I mean, Lamar Jackson, I mean, they're trying to figure out something with him, but there's been no imminent uh, contract offer as of late. You gotta sure believe he's paying attention to that $200 million uh, quarterback market value right there, uh, what we heard about Aaron Rodgers, but we'll find out the details officially on that. But trending on right now, uh, let's go on the pending free agents right now. I'm one of the guys right now, be interested to see if he's going to be worth big money uh, this offseason right now. Uh, is going to be a similar situation where he gets a deal similar to TJ Watt? I think he's going to get paid. Uh, and the only question is, how much will they be willing to guarantee this guy? Because when you look at uh, right now, uh, going into it, I mean, like as far as like uh, safeties in this league right now, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick right now, uh, who is a two-time Pro Bowler and a two-time All-Pro right now. I mean, he has the second most All-Pros behind uh, Tyron uh, Matthew, who has uh, three right now, Super Bowl champion, uh, with the Kansas State Chiefs. But when you look at the top pay right now, too, I mean, you look at Jamal Adams. I mean, as far as annual pay per year, average salary, $17.5 $17. million. Dollars. He's only got one All-Pro with three Pro Bowls. Second on this list is Harrison Smith, free safety of the Minnesota Vikings. He's got one All-Pro, but six Pro Bowls. Then you got Justin Simmons of the Denver Broncos. Uh, Harrison Smith, by the way, he's making $16 million. You got Justin Simmons with fifteen and a quarter million dollars, no All Pros, but he's got a Pro Bowler. Buda Baker, strong safety of the Cardinals, fourteen and three quarter million dollars right now, with two All Pros, four Pro Bowls. Eddie Jackson of the Chicago Bears with two Pro Bowls, one all, one All Pro as a free safety at fourteen point six million. Uh, Kevin Byard of the Titans. $14.10 million with two All-Pros, two Pro Bowls. Tyron Matthew, he is $14 million, uh, which is the eighth most on this list right here, uh, with $14 million. And you got Landon Collins of the Commanders, also $14 million with three Pro Bowls, one All-Pro. Jesse Bates, uh, currently of the AFC Champion Bengals, twelve point nine one million, million near uh, a Pro Bowl or All-Pro. And last but not least, uh, Devin McCourty. Of the New England Patriots, eleven point five million dollars with two Pro Bowls right there. Now, what does this mean for a guy like Mika Fitzpatrick? I mean, J- I mean Jamal Adams, who's got like about seventeen and three quarter uh, million dollars right now, uh, as we looked at. Because uh, right now, according to Ray Apollo too, who right writes the, he's a regular appearance too on 93.7, especially the Cook and Joe Show too. Uh, he was saying that the real number. Uh, right now might be $15.4 because the Seahawks right now can currently opt out of the deal uh, with uh, basically Jamal Adams right now. Uh, he is in the deal in 2000, they can opt out of the deal in 2023 after three years and $46.4 would be paid out. Uh, Harrison Smith of the Vikings has a similar deal with an average salary sixty million, but there isn't out in his deal after this season, which significantly reduces the annual value of his contract. So by the way, I mean Fitzpatrick, I really believe right now, to be honest with you, yes, I would give him at least at least starting like a 16 and a half or over that 17 and a half million mark. I think he's deserving of it. The only problem is we saw a lot of him play, I think it was strong safety last uh, season to kind of help things out. I mean, he is a natural at free safety. Uh, and to be honest with you, I mean, I think he plays his best when it's at free safety as opposed to strong safety because when you look at it, the impact that they have on creating uh, turnovers on defense, they struggle in that department that they had uh, struggled in three years. And uh, that is something that needs to be addressed. I would not be surprised, too, I mean, if you look at their first-round pick, possibly like a corner, because remember, this This draft right now has got a lot of good cornerbacks going in this draft right now. I mean, you got Derek Stingley right now, who is a top 20 uh, pick out of LSU right now. Uh, He had, I mean, for his career, uh, six interceptions along with two fumble recoveries for eight total takeaways as his time as an LSU Tiger. Don't forget, he's also a national champion for teammate of Joe Burrow. I would wonder if maybe the Bengals may want to snag him up, like to answer secondary right there. I mean, with the likes of Mike Hilton, I think Eli Apple is one of them. But anyway, I mean, think about that right now. I mean, I would be looking at right there, or even Sauce Ahmad Gardner, uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner, of Cincinnati. Cincinnati have real good. I mean, team this year. And I think they're in the playoffs this year in the college football playoffs right here. I mean, this guy has. Uh, at least three more interceptions. I mean, then Derek Stingley right there. Uh, he is an inch taller than Sauce Gardner. And you look at the combine grade right there between the two right here. Uh, he had a better combine grade, uh, than Stingley at 6.72. And uh, that grade right there is a year one starter right there. So I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I would have no problem if the Steelers decide to hold back, wait until next year. I know the quarterback right now. I think a lot of people are realizing it since Ben Rosberg is retired. But I mean, a lot of people would argue too in the Pittsburgh media, especially guys like Bob Papiani, uh, Joe Cook, Bouchette too. I mean, uh, what other needs? I mean, is the quarterback going to really solve a lot of the issues they've been having, especially with stopping the run? I mean, and like I said, Creating turnovers for a year last year was a tremendous problem right there. Tremendous. And I think T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward truly proved to be the anchors on that defense that kept that defense somewhat relevant, even though they got knocked around at times, but they were still able to hold it together in those final two games right there against the Browns and Ravens. They still showed you what those defense could be. I mean, one healthy, but still, I mean, this is what you got to look at for right now, i would be looking at. And then also, too, since I'm out here, I know I'm talking about cornerbacks, but also looking at our guy, too, Trap McAfee, uh, Washington, out uh, of the Pac-12 uh, conference right here. I mean, he's had, like, a four and a half uh, tackles for loss. He created two interceptions in his uh, three years at Washington right here. Got a nice, solid comrade, right? great, too. Uh, like, uh, Garner right there was six point uh, seven. Also great as year one uh, starter right here. So I'd be more catching the inclined to pay goes to. I mean, Trump and Duffy and Garner are projected to go in the first round. So like they always say too, for any time you want to go after a draft, you want to not necessarily go with what you need, but who is the best talent out there. I w- I would not mind a cornerback uh, for their first pick. I want a quarterback as well, but like I said, I would not mind waiting just a, a bit longer. I, I really feel like they, they could like uh, play this thing out a little bit. But back to me, Vince Patrick, we we'll go in for it for him. I would lock this guy up. I, as long as you play him as a free safety, don't move him outside as, as norm. I think he's deserving of the money, to be honest with you. you. have. I think he has to take care of this guy. You don't want to let this one slip away right here. I really think he can have a bounce back year. I really do uh, right now. Also, too, on our question that would be in mind, as far as uh, coming free agent after this season, uh, first-round pick who the Steelers trade up to uh, grab Devin Bush in the first round uh, three years ago. Remember, they traded up with the Broncos for the 10th spot by saying their, first, uh, their 20th overall pick, and his second, uh, which was the 50th overall pick in that year's uh, draft, along with a 2020 third-round pick. So it was a first- and a second-round pick, 20 and 50th overall in the 2019 draft, along with 2020's third-round pick to draft him. Uh, he finished his rookie season with 109 tackles, two receptions, a sack, and four fumble recoveries. Now, don't forget, the following season, doing pretty solid starting off, until that Browns game, and he was already recording 26 tackles at that point with a sack before suffering a torn ACL. Uh, ever since then, in 14 games, you'll record 70 tackles, which is a huge drop-off, uh, two sacks, a forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. Those often slowly react and had issues getting off a of blocks right there. He has been a guy that has been highly uh, criticized I mean, and slammed this offseason. season. I mean, just trying to see, like, where his mindset was at. I mean, him being in self proper shape. I mean, Kevin Colbert would always say, too, eh, I mean, what's bad for him and and truly believe that he needs some time to get off uh, his injuries right here. So, right now, if the Steelers do decide to pick up his fifth-year option right now, now, as agreed to uh, by the CBA, uh, which was done recently in the last uh, year or two, $10.892 $10.892 million would be uh, fully uh, guaranteed. Uh, and that would be a huge uh, uh, number right there, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm going to have to say, for some reason, I'm going to say, yeah, I think they're going to pick up the 50-year option on this guy. I really do. I mean, you don't move up uh, that high for a guy. I mean, to not give him a little bit benefit for the doubt as an organization – I mean, the fan base may be a, a little frustrated, but I, I really do believe he could turn things around as long as he stays healthy. I I, I, I think you need to give this guy another shot, but and again, maybe make him earn it. But they did with Bud Dupree, but the difference was, I think, Bud Dupree. I mean, he was finally starting to heat up in those last what was it like his uh four seasons there. I mean, he came off strong towards the end of the 16th season. I started catching fire little by little since uh, 2017. Also, right now, too, uh, speaking of the former Steelers right now, I mentioned about offensive talent. Big Al, Alejandro Villanueva, uh, he hangs it up calling it a career right now. Uh, right now, at the age of uh, 33 years old right now, uh, playing uh, seven seasons in the NFL, six out of the sevens with the Steelers. Two-time Pro Bowler between 2017 and 2018 right there. I got to tell you right now, I mean, this was a guy who was well-respected, in my opinion. I mean, I know he had that one hiccup with the National incident back in Chicago with the Bears. A game a lot of us uh, here in Chicago were Steeler fans, including myself, uh, saw. But still, I mean, you look at this guy right here. I mean, what he's been able to do. Granted, I mean, they did not get the run blocking properly, but I tell you what, He was a big contributor to, like, helping a well-polished top uh, 10 offensive line in terms of quarterback production right there. I mean, you cannot deny that from them. I mean, look at, like, what they've been able to do. I mean, as a franchise, I mean, under his watch, I mean, with the offensive line, I mean, keeping Ben Rossberger protected, I mean, basically, I got to tell you, man, as my people were not too sad to see him go and sign with the Ravens, I tell you what, I think he's still just as much a contributor to keeping Ben on his uh, feet. Let's be honest. I mean, you probably argue guys like uh, David the DeCastro uh, on this uh, team right here was probably more, I mean, valuable to uh, keeping Ben. I mean, basically who uh, played at right guard, but still, I, I think they'll win the wave of two. I mean, for what they did, I mean, for the Steelers, when you, when you look at his time here as a Steeler in the black and gold, you saw right there, I mean, for the offensive line, I mean, as far as sacks, they were average uh, six best uh, in those uh, seven seasons. And those six seasons he played as a stealer right there. Uh, He debuted in his uh, 10th game of the 2015 season. And ever since then, uh, he's never missed a start. Uh, I got to tell you, man, this guy right here, uh, it was wonderful to see. I saw the wonderful picture right there of him and uh, former offensive coordinator, Todd Haley, the Castro, which Haley uh, tweeted out on Twitter right there. But still, you think about what this guy has done. When you think about, I mean, what's going over on right now, I mean, with this whole Russian war right now, everything that's going on in Ukraine and probably the U.S. hopefully doesn't get much involved, but still, I mean, you look at this guy right here, I mean, aside from playing in this league, more of many, a former captain in the Army Rangers who did three years doing in Afghanistan, had trials with the Bengals and Eagles before laying in Pittsburgh, uh, following his release by Philadelphia after 2014 uh, preseason. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, you know what, at the end of the day, Number everyone has their hiccups, but at the other day, this guy was man of honor, man of steel, yet alone. So let's get into it. Fair foul. Let's go for topic number one. Have the Steelers lost their way as of late? With the has the Steelers' way become uh, stagnant? Have they lost their way? We're preaching about the Steelers' way. We'll always keep hearing about Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert. How they're going to always be in it, try and do everything they can to keep themselves competitive to wrap up the season with a Super Bowl. Uh, since their last Super Bowl appearance, I mean, the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers, right now, when you look at it, they have been three and seven since that point in time. Top three teams in the Super Bowl era since 2011 have been the Patriots at 60 and seven. I mean, of course, uh, during that time, I mean, they add three more Super Bowls right there. You had the chiefs and the Seahawks, each adding a Super Bowl piece right there. Uh, chiefs going nine and seven, also Seahawks going nine and seven as well. I mean, the chiefs, uh, also being the two Super Bowls, they uh, split their Super Bowls, as did the Seahawks right there. But after them, you got the 49ers who went eight and five. Unfortunately, they went 0-2 in the Super Bowl games during that time. Yeah, the Rams, congratulations to them, and especially Aaron Donald, former Pitt Panther, uh, who earned his first uh, Super Bowl ring. Deservedly so as defense tackle, one of the best defense tackles ever in the history of this game, in my opinion. Uh, 7-3, they got a Super Bowl title reward for it and became the second team back-to-back years following the footsteps of the Bucs who won a Super Bowl title in their home stadium right there. Always gotta be impressed with that. It's such amazing right there. Ravens seven and five, only one Super Bowl appearance, one and zero in the Super Bowl. Got the Green Bay Packers, also one Super Bowl appearance, undefeated in that part, one and zero. But yet they went seven and nine since that time. they are two games under five hundred. Then you got the Broncos at six and four, who went one and one and two Super Bowl appearances, and then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five and one. Winning one Super Bowl, of course, Brady winning his seventh, the most by any NFL franchise. So fair or foul, the Steelers' way has lost its way. Fair, I am definitely gonna say fair on that. Listen, and I always always support and love the fact that the team has always been competing with the playoffs, be a playoff team year in year out, as best they can. We got a, a phenomenal coach, Mike Tomlin, always going to keep this team relevant, not allow them to throw in the towel. But the reality is, too, I mean, this what we keep reminding and getting the, in the face where people will get frustrated. Why the Steelers don't go after big uh, free agent targets. Why do they trade for someone? Why they try and move up in the draft? I mean, at the same time, this formula has worked, I mean, since Chuck Knoll for over 50 years. But at some point right now, when you look at the way the game has changing and the and the and the and the killer thing about this too, with this offensive explosion, the Steelers had that once in the killer bees. Granted, they had no Super Bowl championships to show for it. Eventually it was a falling out right there. But at the end of the day, the Steelers had that talent right there. So when you really look at it too, and you continue to promote guys internally. You got Terrell Austin, I mean, being your defense core there. But then again, you got Brian Flores right there. I think he's going to be an awesome pickup right there uh, to be a senior uh, defense core there. Uh, I mean, defensive assistant, I think, for the linebackers. But still, I, I like that move right there. That's, that's going to be a nice move right there. And then still keeping Matt Cannon around for another season. I still think Matt Cannon is not all that bad, but he is definitely very shaky and unstable from what we saw him last year. And then again, too, I mean, he knows what he was doing. Uh, He wasn't going to be told how to run things as a quarterback at that moment. But when you look at it right now, it's just, they're not going to go as far. I mean, and since their last uh, run where they went to the AFC championship game, 0 for 4. And where their defense has been averaging at least minimal in the at least 40 points a game, 40 points or more, defensively. They had a good start to this one against the Chiefs. I thought this one looked a hell of a lot better. I mean, you had a fumble return for a touchdown by T.J. Watt that put him on the board, 7-zip, but then he slowly let that one slip away. But at the same time, it's just, listen, I like to see this team get in the playoffs, but at the same time, there's frustration where it's like, you're wasting your playoff appearance at the same time, too. You're wasting that momentum that you've worked so hard to get. I mean, these are stuff to think about right here as a uh, life of a Steeler fan, so to speak? And to be honest with you right now, I mean, the aura. I mean, like, when's it ever going to get better? I mean, you, hear, you always hear, I mean, like, Ron Cook. I mean, Joe Starkey always pressing the button. Let me be honest with you. I hate having to hear that a lot of times, but at the same time, he is right to a degree. I mean, how much more are you going to be continue to be stuck in your ways right now with not taking a risk? I wouldn't mind taking the risk on a guy like Russell Wilson. I'm not sure about Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, at the same time, listen, I was not going to say no to a guy like Aaron Rodgers if he were somehow wind up the stealer. It never made any sense for them to try to uh, bring him on board on this team but for right now, too, I mean, what are you going to really do? I mean, what about guys like Russell Coon out there, I mean, who, who's possibly still out there? Some the big free agents. I mean, you got like I said. I mean, over right now, $28 million in cap space. you going to be the 20th overall pick in this year's draft. We're going to have to restructure uh, quite a few contracts and push that cap space higher right now. I mean, Carson Wentz, he is out the window right now. Uh Russell Wilson, he is with the Denver Broncos right there. I mean, shoot, I mean, why not see if they could refer uh Bobby uh Wagner right there? I mean, how's that gonna go? Like, hey, uh Bobby, this is Russ right here. When I come down to Denver and like cracking over some good uh Tours uh lights right here. Oh, come come on, my man. Let's reform that little uh thing that we had in Seattle bring over Denver right here, the mile, mile High City. I mean, let's think about that for a second. I mean, Wagner, who by the way, I mean, he wondered about his future was winding down after this disappointing season that led to several changes on Carroll's coaching staff, but I mean, at the same time, too, the firing defense coordinator, Ken Norton Jr., uh, Wagner's former position coach, one of strong strongest supporters in the organization. Uh, they're still not sure if he's going to come back and come back on a a less expensive deal with the Seahawks. But still, I mean, this is stuff to think about right here. What do you do when you got an opportunity, money you have not had in a long time, for the most part? I mean, when you you get into it, I mean, Ryan Jensen is a name right here. I mean, he was an unrestricted free agent of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, he recently made $10.5 million annual uh, per year right there. Uh, he also got two right now, too. I mean, on this list, uh, when you take a look at I mean, that, that's one guy to definitely uh, look at. But, I mean, look, let's find out right here. What can they do? Do they have the guts to pull something off uh, big right now? I mean, for this right now? I mean, would they even, too, like a, take a chance at a guy like Akeem uh, Hicks, formerly of the Bears, all restricted free agent, defensive line right now? I mean, you look at a guy like Akeem Hicks right there who played, I think, pretty well for the Bears. Now, remember, I mean, uh, for his uh, part right there, I mean, he, he plays defensive tackle right there, and uh, Cam Hayward's playing a lot of, defensive tackle in like, last two years, I believe it was. But still, I mean, Ty's not a lot I'm a little concerned with. I mean, is he going to continue to stay healthy right now? Plus, you got a guy like uh, Stefan Tour right now. We have no idea if he's going to come back or not. I mean, I, I, I would not mind looking at a guy like Team Hicks. I mean, he's also played defensive end. But, I mean, still, too. I mean, he, he's a guy who I think makes some nice quarterback hits, uh, gets some nice uh, tackles right here, too. I'd I, I be looking at him. He's only like uh, he's gonna be turning thirty three years old uh this November, November sixteenth. I would not mind uh, paying attention to the guy like him right now. I mean, will will they make a deal like that? I mean, also too. I mean, Joe Hayden. I, I would like to see him uh come back. I hope they could uh, find a way uh to bring him back on this team, but. Right now, too, I mean, you got, you got some decisions to be uh, made right now as far as what's been going on with this team. So, yeah, unfortunately, Steelers' way, it has slipped away, to be honest with you. If they, if they want to pride themselves as being in it to win it, and they – They're going to have to find a way to end the six-year playoff drought if they get back to the playoffs this year, which is going to probably be unlikely, but I still think this team is good enough to be a playoff team. Can they end a six-year playoff drought and build off the momentum in the next year or two and make a Super Bowl push? Only time will tell. Last point right here, Steelers will strike out at quarterback this offseason. I mean, the way the odds are looking right now, on the price to say foul for right now, I'm probably I'm probably going like 40% fair, but foul for right now. I still don't want to roll out in that regard. I just do not want to see Mitch Trubisky. Please do not bring Trubisky over here. I do not want to see that. I mean, I would rather take a chance on a guy if you're gonna go with someone mobile you know, he's been dinged up a little bit. I've rare looking at a guy like uh Teddy Bridgewater. Amos Winston you've got to be a little concerned with. Uh, he also had a knee injury right now. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, not really. I, I don't think I want to take a guy who's in his mid-30s maybe 30, 34 this season. No thank you on that. Mario is an intriguing one. Uh, one guy who someone brought up, too, and I heard this, he was filling in for the Paul Zeiss show. I forget the whole name, but there was a caller that mentioned about Joe Flacco coming over to the Steelers. And don't forget, Joe Flacco was a former University of Pitt uh, quarterback here. And, I mean, if you do get a guy like Kenny Pickett right here, I mean, uh, ooh, it should be another pass. I highly doubt this, but, I mean, think about it. the A guy right here, who he could still throw a pretty respectable uh, deep ball in his career. I mean, I mean, still, I mean, Flacco was not all that bad, to be honest yeah. I mean, Grant, he's never been a Pro Bowl quarterback. But he's still a former Super Bowl champion, former Super Bowl MVP. But winning success in the playoffs, I don't think he's going to be a starter. But, I mean, he could be a nice bridge gap quarterback. But The only problem is, I mean, I think the Steelers already got their minds uh, set on Mason Rove and Dwayne Haskins. Now, if you bring in a guy like Flacco... It's going to probably be more of a bail position for that number two spot with him and Haskins, I would say. Don't so have to say no on that. But anyway, uh, that's going to do it for this edition here of the Metal Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at CDR. You can also check me out at Nace uh, right now. Uh, getting closer to St. Pag's Day weekend, which is usually uh, a popular time to see the kickstart of the new league NFL uh, year coming up. So a lot of stuff to get into right now. I want to hear, feel free to uh, leave me some comments. Uh, if you guys ever want to uh, follow me, like I said, got me on Twitter, but you check out my Facebook page too. Uh, appreciate all the likes so far. Uh, it is Man Steel Podcast. And if you guys uh, want to, Follow it to, uh, to the at following. It could be at masteel Steel Nation. As I always leave you, don't be trolling. Hey, Here we go, Here we go. I got